You've probably heard of feng shui, but do you know about Vastu Shastra? It's the mother of feng shui and comes to us via India. This week on the podcast, you'll learn a little bit about how mantras, chanting and Vastu all go together as I chat to my Vastu expert online friend, Michael Mastro of VastuCreations.com. Welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast for this week. Now, as you know, sometimes we're all about moonology, and then sometimes we're about things that are kind of moonology, but they're not really moonology. And uh, so what we're talking about today, I think, actually comes under the Mainly Moonology banner quite well, because we're talking about chanting. But it's not just going to be about chanting in general. It's going to be, I'm going to be speaking to someone who really knows his stuff and asking him about chanting and the moon. She doesn't really even know I'm doing that yet, but uh, that's what we're going to do. So uh, let me just introduce Michael. So Michael Mastro is a co-founder, along with his beautiful wife, Robin, of Vastu Creations and the American Institute of Vastu. Their corporate clients include Boeing, Intel, Microsoft, World Bank, Amazon, and NASA, just to name drop a few slightly well-known companies, as well as thousands of individuals and small businesses worldwide. They're also teachers of yoga, meditation, and spiritual awareness techniques. Michael has presented Vastu on the Dr. Oz TV show. He's a bit of a controversial character these days. And, yeah, and to the Enlightenment Society at the United Nations. He was named one of the top 100 trailblazers in yoga and Ayurveda in the world by Spirituality and Health magazine. So, Michael, welcome. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So I'm just going to launch straight into my first question, which is going to prick up everybody's ears, okay? Okay. Is it true that you were one of the architects on the first Microsoft building and did you employ Vastu Shastra? And we probably need to say what Vastu Shastra is as well. So I did, and this was, I think, 1981 or 82 when Microsoft moved from New Mexico to Bellevue, Washington. And uh, so Vastu means building, Shastra means science. It is the science of building, and it comes from the same part of the Vedas that Ayurveda, the science of healing, comes from Jyotish, the science of the stars and how they affect us, astrology, basically, and many other sciences. Uh, Dhanurveda, the science of self-defense, all come from this part of the Vedas, meditation, yoga, pranayama. All of that. Amazing, 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 amazing. So you actually did employ a bit of Vastu Shastra on one of the very first Microsoft buildings. Is that correct, Michael? Correct. (laughs) I mean, don't you think that's amazing? And look how well they've done. (laughs) 
I'm uh, I'm amazed. Definitely, it's uh, yeah, They're, yeah. And I can tell you a short story if you want. Oh, about, go on. Yeah. So so Bill Gates, we placed him in the southwest corner of the building. So whoever, uh, you know, like for a house, the master of the house should be in the southwest. And the if it's a if it's an office, the CEO or the the owner of the company should be in the southwest. Okay. Southwest has more control over everything in the building. So that's not where you would like to have your children in a house. Okay. They would do that. But he wanted oh, a bathroom yeah. <laughs> right. in, in, a, as part of his office suite. And at that time, they couldn't, before, uh, after I gave him a quote of how much it was going to cost, they couldn't afford it. And it was good because it wouldn't have been great Vastu, to have a toilet there. Anyway, oh, right. Talk about before. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Michael and I have even done an extensive one hour chat about Vastu and toilets. So, you know, find that on my Facebook page and maybe I'll try and see if I can upload it to the podcast for a future episode. Okay. okay so there we go. So if that's not a credential, I don't know what is. So we've said that Vastu is, uh, building. Shastra is science. It's the science of buildings. Most people will know feng shui. So uh, why has feng shui dominated when Vastu is older and the mother of feng shui or the father? So just like many other disciplines and sciences throughout time have been lost and then, you know, reincorporated a lot of times by the West, in this case, Vastu is the mother of feng shui and it is seven to 10,000 years old and about 2,500 years ago, the science of feng shui was carried over the mountains from India to China and adapted to the local cultural and climatic conditions of the time and became known as feng shui. The goal of feng shui in Vastu is exactly the same, to keep energy moving because wherever energy gets stuck in your home or office, it creates some stress that affects some aspect of the business or the family, like health finances, career, relationships. Right. So I have a a slightly personal question here. As you know, we've just renovated, as you guys have as well. So we now have um, a storage unit full of stuff, which we're going to sort through. But at the moment, the house is, you know, less filled up than, you know, normal. Does the stuff in storage, like, still have a cost? Or can I just leave it there for a bit while we get settled at home? I mean, is it like, dust under the mat kind of thing having stuff in storage or is it just as well to have it in storage if your house is clear and you're in the house so is it in a storage unit outside yes yes i suppose what i'm saying is i i feel like somebody once said to me oh if you fill a storage unit up with crap excuse my language then you know it's still just as bad feng shui or vastu or whatever as if it's in your house and i'm like mm, really because feels like it's yeah. out of the way no, not so much. It, you know, it it does have some influence. It depends on the direction that that it's in, and so it's probably in your backyard. But I can't. No, it's no, that. it's 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 down the road, round. It's in another suburb. Oh, oh, oh. Then no, no worries. Okay. You know, if it's Good. not on your lot, I was thinking it was a storage unit. Right. It's just you wouldn't want to live in the storage unit. There. Excellent. So, I like that. You've slightly no dispelled issue. a myth. Okay. Good. All right. So, okay. So, Michael, thank you for that. That's good to know. Um, on to sort of more 
general things. What I wanted to speak to you about is really about the nine planetary mantras for reasons I'll go into as we chit-chat. Okay. But let's start by saying I had I was I was writing one of my first diaries, maybe the 2019 one, maybe the 2021, and I really wanted to include mantras. And I had not been able to find which ones to use. And so I think for the first year I just thought, oh, it's too hard, I'm not going to do it, I'll worry about it next year. And then the following year I even think I kind of slightly got put off by the universe as well. And then the following year after that, and in the meantime I'd been learning about mantras, so I think that was kind of I was being prepared. (laughs) Plus I read our mutual friend Kulreet Chowdhury's sound medicine book about five times. Anyway, so eventually I asked my teacher in India, Sri Shakti Narayani Yama, you know, I, could I get some mantras to go in my diary? And Amma said, okay, try the nine planetary mantras. So I kind of Googled them on the internet. And what I came up with, I wasn't too sure about. And then I was speaking to Kurit about mantras. And she said, you should speak to Michael Mastro. So that's how I found you. And then you gave me those really beautiful nine mantras, which were much, that just felt right. So they're what I want to talk about today. But what I was interested in just before we get into the mantras themselves is the fact that in Vastu and in the mantras and presumably in the yantras, well, I know in the yantras, mm-hmm. you guys use planets. So as an astrologer, and I should say at this point, Michael's a Joytish astrologer, a Joytish astrologer, and I'm a Western astrologer, so it's like East and West. But, yeah, so, like, tell me, how do the mantras and the chants, what's the connection there? What's the link between a mantra and a planet? Okay, between a mantra and a planet. So a mantra is a vibration, a sound that affects the physiology and the environment. and a yantra is just a visual representation of that sound or vibration. Okay. So both have an effect on the physiology and the environment. We are a vibration. Everything is energy. Everything is a vibration. Yeah. And so uh, we have these beautiful mantras or vibrations that can support whatever we are wanting maybe it's better health maybe it's better finances etc and okay. they are connected uh, many of the, mon- the the many of the yantras that we use are connected to the planets because in every floor plan we can see the planets when we're born all the planets are arranged a specific way in the sky to uh, teach us certain lessons for us to grow and evolve help open our hearts, help other people. And we gravitate towards different floor plans at different times in our life, depending Ah. on what planetary period we're in to learn those lessons. And so there's, there's a really, you can look at somebody's chart and then you can look at their floor plan and you see exactly what's, what's going on. Mm. They're both there to teach us certain things. So, how is it then? So the mantras that go with the planets, how do they all get? I mean, maybe we need to speak about the first one 
and that might help us to have an example. So let's start with, I mean, I'm really tempted to start with the moon and it's actually at the top of my list anyway. So can I can I chant it for you? Yes. <laughs> I may have to edit this out later if I if I totally embarrass myself, but I feel like I'd like to chant it for you. I was taught how to chant them by a, an Indian priest at the ashram that I go to. Okay, so can I do it for you? Sure. All right. I'm a bit nervous to be honest, but I'll do it. Okay. Lucky you can't see me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namaha. Beautiful. Do I get marks? Am I okay? Yes, yeah. Wonderful. Perfect. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Because I just wanted to kind of like, you know, I have been chanting them on Facebook and I just thought I'd run them past you and sure. yeah, okay. Thank you, Michael. Okay. So let us start with Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namaha. So all of the nine planetary mantras have this sort of format. So it's Om Namo Bhagavate and then blah, blah, Namaha. Yes. So Shall we start by, do we start by talking about Om Namo Bhagavate or should we talk about Vasudevaya? Well, we can, we can just uh, talk about the Om Namo Bhagavate. Okay. It, it basically means to let go, to, to surrender in, to that aspect of the divine, to gain their support in all our endeavors. And so it's very interesting, all these different devata mantras, which are the subtlest form of that planet and even a direction in Vastu, direction, you know, northeast direction. Well, in this case, northwest direction in your or northwest area of your house. So, yeah, at different periods of time, the these aspects of the divine were sent to save the planet or support the planet in in specific uh, ways you know when knowledge got lost or you know the the demons were threatening to take over different parts of the planet yeah. these different aspects of the divine were sent to to save the planet from from you know whatever it happened to be at the particular time right and the moon yantra is Vasu, it really, it's, it's a, a way of describing Krishna. Krishna, if you read the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna was the advisor to Arjuna. You know, he was in this dilemma be, between, it was his dharma to fight the demons, but the demons were actually his brothers. And so, he, you know, it was difficult for him. So Krishna was there to advise him. And Krishna is... If you see pictures or paintings of Krishna with Radha, his his wife, his consort, it, it's it evokes love. We actually have a picture of them in our bedroom. It's it's uh, Krishna was brought to inspire love and and open people's hearts. So that that's beautiful. one beautiful aspect of the moon and. The moon in Vastu is, and that area of the house has to do with relationships, has to do with communication and the mind 
and the emotions and whether they're in balance or harmony. And if they're not, if there's some imbalance in that area of the house, then it affects your speech, your actions, and stress comes to relationships. Right. And that's the Northwest, yeah? Yes. Right, right, right. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. There's a lot to take in. So one thing is when when I had a consultation with you when we first were getting to know each other, I know you did charts in every section of the home. So can you just explain what is the purpose really of chanting mantras in one part of the home or the other for people who I, I think I understand. I, I, you know, that all the areas have a planet and every planet has a mantra. So yeah. you kind of, what do you do? Do you ground the energy by doing that chant? I mean, in theory, I suppose you could do all nine chants every day around your house. Be quite good, yes. wouldn't it? Yeah, you don't actually have to go around the house, but just sitting in one one area of the house and you know, wherever you happen to meditate and facing east, you could chant all these mantras to enliven their essence. Yeah. yeah. So each of these planets and each of these mantras, there are to, to support the different areas of our life for starting with the moon, supporting harmony in our relationships. Right. Right. As we go around all the different planets and different directions of the house. So, Anyone who's listening to this at the moment who's got some problems in their relationships, and that probably includes nearly everybody's got some some relationship or other that needs a bit of love, um, you're saying just what, just chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namaha to them and uh, in the ideally in the northwest of your house but otherwise just anywhere in the house and yeah. it would be good for relationships? Yes, yes, it supports the harmony in your relationships. Want to know something exciting? Hey there, it's Aileen here, Yasmin's podcast producer, just hopping on to say that Yasmin's Numenology Diary 2023 comes out this week. It's got everything you need for working with the new and full moons of the year ahead. And if past performances are anything to go by, it will sell out. So avoid disappointment and check out the amazing freebie bonuses which will come with the diary at moonmessages.com slash md2023. That's M for moon, D for diary, and then the numbers 2023. Moonmessages.com slash md2023. And so one thing that I always would like to extrapolate and have indeed extrapolated, and I think I did run this past you, was in my diary what I did was I went, okay, moon, sign of cancer, chant the chant at the new moon in cancer. Yeah, so that, that's great, yes. That works? Very supportive. Okay. All right, let us keep going. I'm just going to ask you a slightly curly question. When we did the Vastu Colours chat and mm. You were saying, you know, the problem is if someone's got an afflicted moon, say, or an affliction happening to their moon, uh, and they do those colours, it can in intensify. Is that the same with these chants? If you're, you know, if you've got an afflicted moon, are you going to amp up the affliction, or are they milder, gentler than that, or what do you think? This is a wonderful question. Okay. That's the beauty of the Devata mantras for the planets. They do not strengthen 
right a negative aspect of a planet or or you know like they just they transform and and so there's no danger in chanting a specific planetary mantra using the devata mantras whereas there could be with the, like the chandra mantra uh, for the moon oh so, interesting yeah, this is the beauty of the devata mantras and yeah so chanting if you have an affliction to your moon or or an imbalance in some part of the the northwest area house maybe it's a missing corner or an extension and this is just going to help support the uh, chanting the moon mantra is going to help support right that that stress that's being created by the dosha in the house or the the dosha in your chart right so there's only dosha good only good can come regardless of what you've got in your house or your chart yes brilliant okay well i'm very glad i asked that question all right okay so in the report that i bought from you i received two tracks of chanting one was for vastu and one was for healing. Can you explain about these two different tracks, please? Sure. So the Vastu is balancing the imbalances in the house. Okay. Know, helping support the planets in each of their directions. And the the the, the mantra for healing, Maha or Murtanjaya mantra, yeah. is very powerful. It is said to be the most powerful healing mantra on the planet. Oh, wow. And if you play it or chant it while you're cooking, the food becomes medicine, healing. Right. And if you chant it while you're in the shower, the water in the shower becomes healing to the body. It, right. It, so it... it heals the cellular structure of the body. Amazing. And if you have an open container of water in the kitchen mm-hmm. and chant this mantra, it gets into the water. So you're drinking this healing water all day long. It's very, very powerful. Okay. And so can you share the mantra or is it? Uh... Yeah. Om Trayambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushtivartanam Urva Rukamiva Pantana Murtyur Mukshi Amamurtata. It's a long one. Yeah. But it can be learned, or it, you can just listen to it and you can find it on iTunes or, you know, ask, right. ask Alexa. Do, do you have it on your, uh, on your website for sale for anyone to download? Yes. Yes, we do. Healing oh. Mantra. Yeah. It's oh, there. brilliant. And people can just. Right. And what's that? What's it called? This healing mantra. Just tell me again. Mritanjaya mantra. But on our site, it's just called the healing mantra. But Mritanjaya. Okay. I'm writing it down. Okay. It's a funny spelling. M R T U Y N J A Y A. And you may find it spelled differently in different places too. But I've got your recording of it anyway. But just for anybody who wants to, you know. But I do highly recommend uh, getting your house done for Vastu with Michael. It was brilliant. We need to redo mine now. We've renovated. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. So this kind of, this is, I'm not sure if you've answered this question. I don't think you have. 
the mantras you gave me are all connected to the planets. Did you do this because I'm an astrologer or do you always work with the planetary mantras like this? Always. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. So what is the difference between a mantra for you, sorry, a mantra you chant for your house and any other mantra? Or is there just no difference? I don't even know what I meant by that question now. <laughs> well, you know, I, just bringing it back to what a mantra is, it's a yeah. vibration that affects the physiology and the environment. And so different mantras have different effects. Yeah. So the planetary mantras, we've already talked about the moon, but all the other planetary mantras support different aspects of our, our life, whether it's our relationships like with moon or yeah. finances or our career or our health. Yeah. Now there are other specific mantras that attract a relationship a specific, you know, specifically, although Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevainama would be a good one to attract a relationship. The moon one. So you yeah. could just do your morning meditation and do some chanting of that one? Yes, very powerful. There are mantras for different organs in the body when they need some healing. There are mantras for <laughs> all kinds of different, everything you could possibly think of. There are thousands of mantras and okay. mantras are the physical representation. Right. So we said Vasudeva, Vasudeva is Krishna. Yes. What about... Om Namo Bhagavate Ramachandra Yanamaha, which is for, to the sun in the, the sun. east for health. Yes. Ramachandra Yanamaha. So that was an aspect of the divine that was brought to the earth to restore health. There was some, there was immorality and, you know, people were suffering from health issues and that aspect of the divine, the sun was brought to save the planet from those kinds of issues. And so Ramachandra, is that a deity or is that? Um, I see them all as aspects of the divine. So yeah. you know, All aspects of the divine. Yeah. Right. Who was Ramachandra? So it's an, an incarnation of Vishnu again. Oh, it's an incarnation of Vishnu. So yes. much to learn. All of these are incarnations of Vishnu. Every planet, every uh, mantra, all, all uh, you know, at, at different points in, in time were brought to the earth to restore some imbalance that was happening. Right. Well, I'm learning along with everybody else, so it's fascinating. So, that, so basically you're saying all every mantra is an yes. incarnation of Vishnu. These mantras, yes. Of these mantras, yeah. But I think it's better, even less confusing, just to say they're all aspects of the divine. Everything is divine. Everything is a vibration. Everything is energy. Yeah. And they're just these specific mantras that were, and, and aspects of the divine that were there to restore some, some imbalance. Okay. And so what do you think about people just chanting them because they're beautiful without knowing all the Vedas, basically? 
That's the beauty of a mantra. And if you ever take a meditation practice, most meditations will, uh, mantra-based meditations will give you a sound or a vibration, but not talk about the meaning because that will hold the mind in the surface. Um. We want to dive deep so that we can release anything that's blocking our ability to open our hearts and see the beauty that's all around us to uh right. so, so yeah so the, the meaning is really not important it's, it's right that's the beauty of sanskrit because in sanskrit sound equals form and uh that is the it's the mother of all languages in that aspect and so if you're chanting a specific vibration that has a specific effect on the physiology and the environment and Maybe it's associated with some planet and some other aspect of your life. Just the vibration is all you need. You don't need to hold the mind on what it means or what it could mean or whatever. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put these things in a download for people. So just one more question, and then I'm going to tell people about something that you've created for everybody. But... um. So just say, I mean, if I think, okay, I want to sort of start to work on my house, should I just chant all the nine mantras every day for nine days or something like that? Or should I do one at a time? Or should I be thinking about where in my life I need them the most? What would you say? I think it's it's good to have all aspects of your life in balance. So... Yeah, I, I think chanting all of them is good. And, all of them. So I, if yeah, I what accept- you could do is yeah. if, let's say you wanted to attract a relationship. So you could chant all the mantras and then that particular Vasudevaya Namaha, you could chant 108 times. Since that's an area that, you know, you want more specific energy around. Okay, so you yes. could do all eight and then do the last one 108 times, say. And could you do it and do it for eight days or 108 days or something That'd like that? Great. That would be a great. Um, yeah, it would be a good way to learn them as well, learn them perfect. off by heart. Yeah, okay. Yes. So let us talk about this, Michael, that you have created for everybody. Um, I'm quite excited about this. It looks like it's going to be fun. So yes. it's the Vastu for Success ebook. So what is in there that you've created? For people who aren't watching on Facebook, let me just tell you I've, on my screen, I've sure. got a screen that just says add your name and email address to, to receive the Vastu for Success email uh, ebook rather. Enhance your life, improve your finances, boost your health, eliminate environmental balances, support your relationships. Is that all in this book? Yes. Right. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so we we uh, we explain more about what Vastu is and different ways energy can get stuck in your house or your office that will affect your, like I said, your career, your finances, your health, and we give specific tips to enhance those different areas of your life in, in your home environment. Okay, all right. Well, that's amazing, and I'm going to create a short link for you. Okay. I'll do. You can either, I'll put a link in the, actually, I'll just put a link in the show notes. That's fine. I'll put a link in the show notes and people just can click on that. It'll take the page and they can download it from there. Wonderful. 
All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. I think there's way more for us to talk about here, especially because we only covered two of the nine planetary mantras. But shall we reconvene in a short amount of time? Love to. We've always got more to talk about. Yes, and you are great at asking questions. Uh, Well, I am an ex-journalist after all. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to quit the recording. So, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this. This is Michael Mastro. You can find him at vastucreations.com, and uh, I'll put all the links down in the show notes as well. But, yeah, thank you, Michael, and thanks, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Mainly Moonology podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe, give us a review, and we'll be eternally grateful. We publish the podcast every Monday, 4 p.m. UK time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, and I'm afraid to say it's silly o'clock in Australia, but it will be there when you wake up on a Tuesday morning. Have a great week.